Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and just whatever else happens to pop into our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised, and I'm your host Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host Austin. Hey everybody, it's Austin here, I'm here to ho ho have a good time. Just kidding, Austin is not here today, he is on vacation, so <laughs> you have the pleasure of me and my other co-host, Alex. How you doing, Alex? I thought Mickey Mouse had joined us for one second there. Uh, well, <laughs> I went back and I listened to some previous recordings, and I'm like, what does Austin sound like? And that was... He's going to hate <laughs> you for saying he sounds like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Stop making fun of me! Stop making fun of me! Oh, oh my God. <laughs> poor Austin. You know what? Actually, no, not poor Austin, because he has been away in the islands for a whole week, and so... And judging by the pictures he sent us, he's had a great time, so we'll leave it at that. But Austin should be back mm-hmm. next week, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, Austin's the main reason why we're recording it today, because he's on, got us on a very tight schedule. Yeah, he runs a tight ship around here. Yeah, you can tell he's a but manager. This is okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, somebody needs to be, because you and I are clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the parent, for sure. Wow, that's okay. This is fun, though. We haven't had this com- this combination before. I know you and Austin did a recording. Austin and I did several. And now this is the first time you and I have recorded by ourselves. Yep. Got to send in the B team. I feel bad because, as Austin shared last time, Heracross and Donphan are two of his all-time favorite Pokemon. And he is not available to talk about them. So I'm, I'm kind of sad on his behalf. He can chime in next week, I guess, with his opinions of these Pokemon. Because if I remember correctly, we see one of them for a long time, I think. Yeah, I mean, these episodes were very drawn out, I guess. <laughs> That's one and way of he putting sa- he it. he did say, yeah, he, he did say that he has several things to talk about next week when he's back. So we'll see and wait what to see what that is. But before that, Alex, what'd you do this week? Well, it was Halloween this past week. I know we're we're off on recording schedule, so by the time this comes out, Halloween will have been several weeks ago, but it was Halloween. I was the only person in my office that dressed up, so that was awkward. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what did you go as? Nothing complicated. I just did, like, skeleton makeup, I, I, like a kind of a discount skeleton type situation, because I didn't want to do too much as far as, like, wardrobe so I didn't really like wear anything, but I did the makeup. And so that was kind of awkward because I walked in with like full skull makeup. God. And nobody else was wearing anything. Uh, that's that's how you stand out, right? Well, okay. The, just to preface, I did ask for permission first. Like, hey, is it cool if I dress up? Didn't want to break any rules at the workplace. And they were like, sure, as long as it's appropriate. And I was like, yeah, it's just a skeleton, no big deal. And I don't know, I guess I just assumed other people might, you know, have a witch hat or like, you know, whatever other little silly things people do for Halloween, cat ears or something. But no, nothing, nobody, not a single person. I was like, this is really awkward. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It could have been worse. How could it have been worse? I'm trying to be optimistic here. So you didn't ask for permission, and yeah, you got fired or something. So there okay, you go. Okay, no, no, I got clearance from management, but you know what? But it's okay because I wanted to embrace the festivities. I like Halloween. I know not everybody does. I'm that kind of person. I like to just embrace whatever is like currently going on holiday wise. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. I was in the spirit of it. And, you know, I felt sad for everyone else because I'm like, okay, like, you don't want to be festive? That's fine. I will. It doesn't correlate. You could be 30, you could be 50, you could be 80, you can still have fun. It doesn't matter. That's like the office episode. You got to live when Pam goes as Charlie Chaplin and she's the only oh. one that's dressed up <laughs> and she can't take off the hat because then she looks like Hitler. So. Oh, right. You got to have the hat to make the outfit. 
What about you? All right, the big exciting thing for me this week was I got I got to watch a movie, which was awesome. I got to watch. Oh. Um, you've probably heard it was coming out. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I feel like I heard about it, but I don't know what it's about. Basically, it's a World War One movie, and it tells the story. I don't know if it's like based. I think it's based on real people, but I wasn't sure. There's a book about it that you have to read to get more details. But it's World War One. It's about these like five or six friends that go off to war. And of course, they're all hoorah, hoorah, happy to go. And then mm-hmm. it hits the fan and people just right. start dying and then they see how horrible war is. And you follow this the main character throughout and see how he, war kind of turns him into like non-human almost. And you, I think they, they made the movie and the audience, as the audience, you have to know a lot kind of what's going on or like have kind of a... It's kind of like a little bit understanding of what World War One was and the people involved, the players involved. But mm-hmm. I mean, the craziest thing is they're basically they just fight throughout the movie, and there's a little bit of politics in it, of course. But I didn't realize they were on this Western Front fighting, and they were only getting like a year, like hundred meters at a time of difference. Oh. That they were like one person, one group would charge hundred meters, they would retreat, and it, that like through the whole war, there was only like. Gaining 100 meters at a time on each side. So wow. 17 million people, too, died in that war. That's insane. That is insane. That's insane. Yeah, well, you're a big history buff, though, right? I mean, yeah, so I was glued the whole time. I mean, they're just, it was really well done, I would say, sort of like being graphic and showing what it was like in those trenches. Because, God, I could only imagine sitting in those things. But yeah, I would definitely check it out. It's for history buff, for sure. I don't know how many World War One movies there are. A ton of World War Two movies, but I don't like. Yeah, I can't think of yeah. World War One movies off the top of my head. One about a horse, maybe. A horse. Yeah, there's one about a horse. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a ton of World War Two movies. I'm, I just suddenly remembered one, but I can't remember exactly what it was. I just remember they were like hiding in a house, and then like the Germans rolled by in a tank. I don't remember. That's like literally every World War Two <laughs> <That's> movie. <it. laughs> yeah. Matt Damon was there. Matt Damon was there. You got Tom Hanks trying to save him. Oh, is this all quiet on the Western Front? No, this is uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh. Another good one. See, I don't watch history movies. I'm more of the fantasy and or romantic period drama romance movies. Ah, Game of Thrones, I see. Wow, we don't talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> talk about that. You know, speaking of movies, I have been waiting. So Austin and I were in, like, a Target or something a few weeks back, and... We happened upon the DVD section, Blu-ray section, whatever. And they had all these movies sitting there from films that had just recently come out within the past, like, month or so. So there was, like, Bullet Train, that Brad Pitt movie, a couple others that had recently come out. Oh, the, what is it, The Beast or something with Idris Elba? Yeah, that's that's another one. Yeah, so these movies that just recently came out, right? I have been waiting for this movie called 3,000 Years of Longing, also an Idris Elba movie about a genie and that came out like three months ago and nowhere to be found someone so what, someone what's, owns it. what's up with that you'd have to right? google what it. is up with that apple probably apple doesn't do dvds i looked if apple has it it ain't gonna be out i don't think i thought it was like okay hold on i thought it was it's yeah yeah it's all rental right now rental 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 oh it's a warner brothers movie ah uh. So I don't know what the deal with Warner Brothers is, but... They're waiting. Warner Brothers, yeah, if you're listening, please release it to streaming, because I want to see it. It looks really strange. Not a blockbuster by any means, but looks interesting. Probably will be stupid, so I probably shouldn't, like, have my expectations up, but still. This all circles back to the streaming and how it's just going to ruin itself. Five years now, cable's going to be back on again. Don't say that. <laughs> Oh, well, they practically turned streaming into that. I mean, you have to pay for, like, specific ones, like Paramount, Apple. Cable is on the up. Everyone invest in cable. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take stock advice from us here. (laughs) Please, don't take investing advice. Cable is hot. I'm telling you. It's the thing. (laughs) Sell, sell, sell. (laughs) Buy, buy, buy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, did you... Okay, I'm so off topic. I'm sorry, Jacob. Did you ever watch... Kramer, Jim Kramer. That's what I was thinking about when I was doing that. Though. Yeah, woo woo with the button. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, air raid okay. Sign? <laughs> yeah. All right, yep. that just popped into my head. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. That's it. That was my week. Buy cable, watch the movie. That's it. Stocks are hot, so keep that coming.
<clears throat> but I guess if you're ready, Austin, or Austin, good lord. If you're ready, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> you're so used, <laughs> so used to I feel so offended. Personally offended now. <laughs> Austin usually goes last because, you know, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh my god, another bird. <laughs> He's gonna listen back to this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he does. He w Okay, admittedly, Austin would be the first to say that he didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. He says that, but he does stuff all the time. He just doesn't share it. He's a liar. Yeah, I know. He's got the secret sordid life that we mm -hmm. don't know about. He doesn't talk about That's it. true. Good lord. Probably for the best, because we would drag him if we did. <laughs> no. <laughs> no nothing, say nothing is Austin's yep. philosophy. Works in real life, too. Works for a lot of stuff. It does, yeah. The more you keep secret, the harder it is for people to understand you in a good way. Or to use it against yeah. you if you're cynical and suspicious like I am. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I know. That's that's probably wrong. That's a horrible outlook on humanity. But <laughs> right? it's the more common one these days, unfortunately. All it takes is getting burned once. That's all it takes. But I guess, you know, since our weeks are done, Alex, we can cross over to Pokemon. Ah. Episodes this week involve Heracross, a Pokemon, and they are titled A Sappy Ending in Roll On Pokemon. So I did the randomizer, and it had my name first, followed by your name. Okay, <laughs> good. You so, do <laughs> so what does that mean? So you do the 30 seconds for the first episode, and then I'll do the summary, and then we'll just switch it for the next one. Is that good with that you? That works. We'll do that then. Okay. Yeah, we're all, we're all thrown off. We don't really plan very much in advance, so that's how you get the best <laughs> material, though. I mean, just we'll just do it that's live true. for sure. Do it live. I'll give it my best shot because I <laughs> go for it. All right, you can do it. Give me whenever they're ready. Count down it. In three, two, one. All right, so we're going through a forest as usual, and we come across a bunch of trees that don't have any leaves on them. But guess what? It's not fall. Something is terrorizing this forest. And it turns out it's Pinsir, who are fighting off all these Heracross and Butterfreeze and whatever. And we meet a man named Woodruff, who's here just for plot to kind of give us an overview of what's going on in the forest. Team Rocket's here, of course, and they're trying to steal all the sap from the forest and make pancakes out of it. But uh, they lose a battle to Ash and blast off again, leaving Heracross to go with Ash because he loves him. Does he love Ash or does he love Bulbasaur? That's the real question, but we will answer that in due time. That interspecies mingling. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to be Bulbasaur. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Oh, poor Bulbasaur. Let's let's talk about this episode because, I don't know, a part of me feels bad. I feel like I'm betraying Austin or something, like talking about Heracross without him, but... We're nothing if not dedicated to the craft. Right, it was his own undoing. He had to go to Hawaii. All right, so we are in the woods. We are on our way to Violet City. We're in the forest because all these transitional episodes usually are in the forest. But like Jacob said, we come across a grove of trees that suspiciously have no leaves on them. It's not fall. Mm. It's not, they're not harvesting anything. There's no evidence of people around or anything like that. So this is really strange. Why are all the leaves gone? Well, they see a group of strange blue bug Pokemon that are all over this tree. And they've never seen this Pokemon before. And we come to find out that they're called Heracross. And they look really super cute, which is kind of a weird opinion from me because I don't like most of the bug Pokemon. I just thought of this. You know, how far are we from Pallet Town? Do we get like an... Do you know? Because, hmm. I mean, it's like we walked a mile west, and now we're encountering all these new Pokemon and all this these new things. <laughs> oh, my god! Was it, like, that close to begin with? And we'd ignore that? <laughs> See, the map operates, like, you know, how there's always a barrier when you go too far on the map, and then there's, like, an invisible wall. Oh, so it's like hit, some Hunger Games-style thing that if you cross it without permission, you just get... Yeah, you get electrocuted, electrocuted. or something and die. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Poor Oak. He never can leave. I know, he's stuck right there. Honestly, I'm not really sure, because I'm trying to think of the map, like, from the game, and there's Pallet Towns, like, at the bottom. Then there's, like, the Tojo Falls thing. Mm. Like, I, I never really, like, got that far, or really, like, did the post-game and all that stuff, so I think you have to, like, go through the waterfall area, and then you're in Johto. I'm not really sure. Pokemon fans don't come at me. Yeah, we don't know. I'm just a simple... We're making yeah, observations here is what we're doing. Casual, filthy, casual player, yeah. 
yeah, regardless of that, they've never seen and or heard of a Heracross before, despite being best friends with the Pokemon professor, who also is good friends with several other professors, which I will save my ranting for another time. It's the same rant. This is the same rant that I've <laughs> ranted about, what, 500 times? <laughs> it makes no sense, logically. I'm trying to monopolize the Pokemon market. Right? Ash is about to catch one of these things because they look super cool, but he's, they're stopped by a man named Woodruff who's a ranger from the Forest and Wildlife Bureau. And he's like, no, stop. If you catch this, you'll disrupt the forest ecosystem. And it's a very delicate balance because the Heracross gnaw on the tree and then the Butterfree come and drink the sap. And then if you catch the Heracross, who's going to gnaw on the tree? Like the whole thing. It's a whole thing. This is like protective. This is like a national park kind of. You know. They don't say it is, but I mean, if you can't catch the Pokemon, that's the way it is. I mean... I feel like, okay, in situations like this, do you think it would be more useful to have, like, some kind of a... You know how when you go around in your daily life and you you get alerts on your phone for, like, emergency alerts or, or public safety alerts or something like that? Why don't they have something similar with the Pokedex? Like, where you walk into an area and it's like, alert, this is a national protected forest. You cannot catch XYZ Pokemon here or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. They easily could do it, too. I feel like that would be, it's like a, Pokedex is a GPS slash encyclopedia. It could easily. Some would say it's sentient. (laughs) You know what? Maybe that is a functionality of the Pokedex like normal people would have, but Dexter's just like, you know, Ash, you're a little shit. I'm not going to help you out like that. Ash turned that off in notifications. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he's just dumb and didn't turn them on. So (sighs) we'll never know. So as they're talking, a group of pincer come and start attacking them. And the Heracross are way too scared to do anything about this, which I don't blame them because Pinsir are really scary. We won't get the cool Pinsir, like the really super cute Pinsir from Journeys for another like 20 years. So at this point in time, they're really scary. Mm -hmm. But all except for one, all except for one Heracross who is such an addict for sap that he stays behind. They erroneously think that it's protecting the Butterfree, but later on they realize that it's just a, he's a sap fiend, so he wasn't really doing this out of the goodness of his heart. He was just insatiable. It's a lot of, it's like a superhero or anti-hero, basically, is what he is. Yeah. He's an anti-hero. There you go. He's the homelander of Pokemon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's basically it. Deadpool of Pokemon. Oh, God. Right. Pikachu and Ash save the day, defeat the Pinsir, they run away, Heracross is seemingly very grateful. Oh yeah, Bulbasaur's there. Heracross is really grateful and repays the kindness by assaulting Bulbasaur physically. This whole part here is like really dumb. If we're talking about like ecosystems here. For one thing, yeah, Heracross assaults Bulbasaur. But it's okay to hurt the pincer who are driving the Heracross away who are harming the trees, right? They're opening the trees up to disease and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole ecosystem here is throwing off. Like, Woodruff has weird priorities here. If you think about it, the pincer keep the hair cross away from killing all the trees, but it's okay to attack them. I don't know. I'm just getting some mixed signals here from Woodruff his, and his job as a preserve, yeah. like, conservator of the forest. You make a good point, because what does it matter who's, like, gnawing the tree? Well, maybe it's because the, the hair cross are just peeling the bark to get the sap and the pincers are eating the leaves and the sap and like too much of the tree to where they're killing it versus like letting it, you know, oh, just a little sap and then it regrows and then, you know, like a sustainable cycle, but not like completely ravaging the forest. Pokemon's biased. That's all it is. I didn't really feel like the way they handled the pincer was very nice, though. You're right, because they're like screaming at the pincers. They're like, get the fuck out of here, pincers. You're ruining everything. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, well... They're animals, too. I mean, I know there's, like, invasive species and stuff. And, yeah, sometimes they do more harm than good. But, like, nobody's ever had this problem with pincer before. No. Like, Mm-mm. maybe these are Johto pincers are just extra. All right. So, let's see. Where are we? Oh, so they have to go. Okay. So, they decide, well, something's clearly... There's, like, two separate areas of forest divided by, like, a big ravine. On the one side, you got the hair cross, And on the other side, you got the pincers, which usually they don't cross over because 
they're content to stay in their own little area, but something's clearly driving them from their habitat to the hair cross. So let's go find out what this is, because this is unusual. So they walk across the field and come upon this big ravine. This part was so dumb. Yeah. I need to get your opinion on this, Jacob. Like The jump of the tree. The Okay, the rope bridge. So this, just for everybody's like awareness, this is the first of many rope bridges that we're going to be experiencing in this like wilderness country because apparently Johto has no infrastructure and they can't afford to build actual bridges so all we've got is rope bridges. Woodruff's like well I know how we can get across this because apparently we can't use Charizard to fly across. We have to use the rope bridge the the one and only rope bridge for miles and miles around but oh no Somebody's cut the rope bridge. Bum, bum, bum. I know. Bum, bum, bum. What are we going to do? There's no way else to get across this canyon. Yeah, there is. There's one other way. There's one other way, but Misty decides to scream at Heracross. And you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't have blamed Heracross for leaving and being like, screw you guys. I'm just going to leave. If you're going to treat me like this, I'm out of here. Then they would have really been screwed. Right? Have some self-respect, Heracross. Have some self-respect. You're right. This poor thing. I felt so bad. Missy's screaming at it. She's like, you're just trying to eat the sap and attack Bulbasaur. But it turns out he's trying to do something really nice and push over a big tree to make a bridge. Yeah. Wow. I'm catching this Pokemon after I see it push over that tree. This tree is right? probably, I don't know how the tree is, probably 100 years old. It's big. It's a huge tree. Yeah, he uproots it and everything and just pushes it over. Like, it takes him, like, 10 seconds, too. So I'm, I'm immediately throwing a Pokeball at that thing to catch it because that thing's strong. Yeah, for real. I think this may be one of the strongest wild Pokemon we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm, for sure. So thank goodness for Heracross. Thank goodness it decides to take time out of its daily life and help the Torps. So they are able to cross over to the other side because... They had zero other way to get across <laughs> Charizard, <laughs> but whatever. They come across, so they get to where the pincers live in the biggest tree of the forest. Why is it always the biggest tree? It's the mother tree. It's the Deku. Yeah. It's the Deku tree of the forest. It's always, a, that's like the tree trope or something. It's always the biggest tree in the middle of the woods. They see a very strange pincer that's sucking all the sap out of the tree it turns out it's not a pincer at all. <gasps> Surprise. I know. Could we ever have seen this coming? I didn't. I was shocked. Yeah, I was whatever. I know. I know. This never happens in any episode ever. But it turns out that the pincer is not really a pincer. It's a giant pincer robot. Team Rocket has an ingenious plan, which involves having built this pincer thing and sucking all the sap out of the tree because... I did feel bad for them, honestly. They're, like, traveling through the woods, starving, <laughs> they, like, dead. They are, yeah. Their hair's falling out. Uh, their skin yeah. and bones. Yeah, they're all, like, gaunt and stuff. You can see they're, like, skeletons through their faces. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh, godly. <laughs> Maybe you have a different opinion. I feel like they started out with, an like, a primal intention. Like, they were starving. They needed food. So they come across. They smell the sweet smell, the sap. And they are so starved, they're like, oh, finally, food. So they go up to the tree and realize that this tastes really good. This is like maple syrup, but better. But then they take it, they're Team Rocket, so of course they're all about, like, get-rich-quick schemes and stuff like that. So they decide to, like, build this rocket, or Team Rocket pincer robot, and take it too far, obviously. But they started out with, like, the desire to just, what, not starve? Like you said, they had to just try to eat to survive. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them taking some of the sap they just greed gets the best of them and that they go to the point it's like um the lorax or that dr shoes book you know when they start them they oh, take yeah. a little bit just what they need and they're like oh we can make money off this so then they start cutting down all the trees so oh yeah that's what that's the story that's being told here really don't destroy You're the right forest about that. i forgot all about that dr seuss book the lorax yeah that's right they did too much and it was like cautioning against the dangers of industrialization and all this like which that does happen every day in real life. I was driving by my house recently and they have cleared out a huge acreage full of trees and stuff to build like a distribution center. And it's really sad to see 
all joking aside, really sad to see because I'm like, I don't think that they're going to, they're not replanting those trees anywhere. They're cutting it down to build out a shipping facility, which, you know, is terrible for carbon emissions and all that. So very sad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right, Jacob. This, This whole episode is really about like, I think it would like Woodruff at one point says like, you know, you need to respect nature and like, you know, humans always take stuff too far and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Follow the golden rule of nature. Treat it the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Leave no trace. Leave it alone. On the one hand, I started out sympathetic to Team Rocket, but on but at the end, I was like, nah, you know what? They're taking it too far mm-hmm. to try to get some money. They get into a battle and obviously our heroes win. Heracross, well, actually, actually, no, I take that back. They didn't win until Heracross comes because Ash and the twerps get their butts handed to them by Team Rocket. Yeah, Pikachu's really off his game these last two episodes. I don't know what's going on with it, but we had to have our, like, the Pokemon that you definitely know is going to become a twerp Pokemon, highlighting them, showcasing them. So, obviously, Heracross steps in, defeats the Robo Pinsir, and... Everybody's really impressed for like two seconds until they're like, okay, smell you later, Heracross. Peace out and leave it. And the poor thing is standing there like, I helped you guys. I did all this stuff for you guys. Like the tree bridge, defending the Butterfree, defeating single-handedly Team Rocket. And this is how you repay me? You just leave? So it follows them. Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not really sure. Maybe unfortunately for Heracross, fortunately Yeah, for I was going to say, this is like one of those things where Ash is going to benefit and Heracross is kind of probably suffer yeah. and un- doesn't even know it yet. So poor thing. Doesn't even know. Yeah, he has no idea what it's what it means to be a main character Pokemon. Yeah, and the hell he's going to have to go through. <laughs> but he decides to follow Ash. He wants to go along on the adventures. And so Ash catches his first Johto Pokemon, Heracross. Hooray! A good one, too. It's got a good personality. Good personality for a Pokemon. Eh, except for the, the Bulbasaur. The Bulbasaur thing. thing. <laughs> Bulbasaur must have some sap in that bulb. That's what's going on there. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a little bit... Uh... So, we talked about this, I think, a little bit last time. Like, this is really where they start to ramp up these, like, defining personality traits. Like, Brock is the head over heels for every single girl he sees mm-hmm. constantly. Heracross is, like, obsessed with Bulbasaur because it's a grass type with the sap. And I don't know. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on that? I guess I prefer that they do give the Pokemon personalities, like really defining personalities. But sometimes they're a little bit like, okay. I don't know. We complain about both a little bit. Like sometimes they ham it up too much. But in the first season, you didn't even know Ash had Pokemon until you'd go right. you'd go like 100 episodes. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, Ash has all these Pokemon. At least here, they're kind of like Pokemon are individuals. They're not all the same. I know. Yeah, I guess it's hard. It's probably hard to do specific personalities. Like, they're going to be overlap. You can't always have, like, distinct ones, you know. Like, there's always going to be the overly friendly ones, like Muck or something and Heracross or, like, the I don't want to listen to you Charizard or Mamoswine or something, you know. Like, I would say, I guess Charizard up till now is really the only one with a personality because it was kind of a butthole for a while, but. Yeah, that and, of course, Pikachu, too, but they had to do that. You know, the mascot. Yeah. Still didn't have much of a personality, so. It has, you know, arguably, though, it has more of a personality in these early seasons than it does now. I mean, Pikachu now is, like, pretty generic. Kind of stupid, honestly. Yeah. Whereas, like, original Pikachu had kind of a, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by these fools all the time. Mm -hmm. These idiots know nothing. I'm better off by myself. But, yeah, so that was it. That was... A sappy ending for sure. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in tears. Tissues are being passed around. It's awesome. All right. I guess now we can move into the most viable player and the least viable player. And the quote, uh, Alex, you can go first. I'm not gonna waste time here. Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I don't. I don't right. have a quote. Well, I'm gonna you. steal one of your quotes. So. Okay. I have a few. If you need one. I definitely do. Okay. Good. All right. Well, MVP. Obviously, it's gonna be Heracross because Heracross was adorable. The way it held its little hands, like it, it does a little anxious hand holding thing, like out in front of itself. Like I thought that was so cute. Plus, it's I don't know. I mean, it's the star of the show. It did everything. It helped them, even though it didn't need to. Honestly, this whole episode would have been a complete failure if not for Heracross. The Torps would have lost. Team Rocket would have destroyed the woods. It would have been awful. LVP. I am going to give it to Popular Pokemon Magazine because, as Meowth tells us. 
popular Pokemon magazine, which I'm guessing is just a generic tabloid or grocery store magazine. It's the National Enquirer of uh, Maybe. the Pokemon world. Maybe Pokemon. They, that is where they got the plans for the mechanical pincer. Oh it was God. like an ad in the back pages of Pokemon, popular Pokemon, and that is where they got it. So I'm like, what the hell business does a random magazine have giving away plans for a giant pincer mecha? Yeah. What the hell? And what else are they putting in that magazine, too? Like, this one destroys forests. Right. This one makes the water toxic. This must be Giovanni's magazine. Maybe it's a, you're right. Maybe it is like a Team Rocket run publication. But I'm like, is this like you're flipping through and it's like, oh, this week's popular Pokemon is Chansey or whatever. And then there's like an ad for like Poliwag dish soap, branded dish soap. And then like you flip it over to the next page and it's like how to build your own mechanical pincer sap sucking robot. Mm -hmm. What the hell? There's a little bit of the anarchist cookbook <laughs> thrown in there. What is going on? I want to know what the hell popular Pokemon magazine's deal is. I want it. What? I said I want it. I want that magazine. Oh, you want, want that magazine? I need some sap sucked. Oh, my God. Anyway, so the quote... Okay, let's see. Which one do I want to give? Oh, okay. This one from Team Rocket. Okay, so Ash yells at them. He says, you want to get rich, so you bring in your sucking machine and throw off all the, the balance of nature... And Jesse says, who cares about that? The only balance we care about is the balance in our checking account. hey -oh. Do you need a quote? Yeah, I, I need one. a quote. I'll start off with my quote, which is going to be given by Alex. This is 100% totally Jacob original. Mm -hmm. Okay, my quote is, uh, Heracross... Ash to start. Ash is saying this, um, Heracross is still following us. And then Missy says, it probably thinks the three of us are saps. hey -oh. Hey. God, that four kids... <laughs> There's just something so beautiful about it that is just lost later. And we didn't appreciate it. We didn't appreciate it? I think I very much appreciate it. Back then, we took it for granted. Oh, right. Back then. Because we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know they were going to go away. <laughs> we were ignorant. I'm going to give my my MVP to the, um, the trees of the forest for providing food mm. for the animals to live there. I'll give my... LVP to who was your LVP? Mine was popular Pokemon oh, okay. magazine. I'm gonna give mine to Pincer. I guess just being jerks, or they're portrayed as jerks. So there, there you go. You're my LVP. I also just want to give a honorary LVP to Misty because she was being a total jerk to Heracross this entire episode. They really ham up. She hates bugs, which I get it. I mean, like if I saw a beetle that big. I'd be gone, too. Well, yeah, okay. She doesn't have to like bugs. That's totally valid. But I feel like you know these are sentient beings with personalities and feelings. And she's, like, screaming at it. She's like, get out of here. You're making everything worse. You probably just want to suck all the sap out of Bulbasaur. Blah, blah. All this stuff. And I was like, she's, like, screaming at it, not being nice at all. Yeah. Poor thing. It's, like, crying in the background. Ugh. I know. She's kind of abusive towards them, just slightly. That wraps that up. That was fun. That was fun. That was a that was an entertaining episode. I'll give you that. Better than like uh, last week when we had that recap kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. And we can roll on over to the next episode called Roll On Pokemon. Alex, are you ready to summarize it? This is going to be super short because there's not a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. Nah, not really. We'll try to see what we can do. I'm going to stall for might time. Might not even take 30 seconds. It may not. <laughs> if it does, awesome. If it does not... That's great. I'm going to try to get it to a nice round number here for me. Okay. okay. Three, two, one, go. All right. So we're still on the road to Violet City because I don't know how long it takes, but it's a long time to get there. They come across several falling rocks and are like, oh my gosh, what's going on? They come across a Dawn fan, which Ash tries to catch, but apparently it's owned by this girl. And she is mad that they're trying to steal it because apparently people have been after them because they're after... The Dawn fan can sniff out Ambrite, a rare gem. Team Rocket's there, they catch the Dawn fan to try to sniff it out, but they ultimately get Dawn fan back. Ash battles her and loses. Time. And they continue on their way. And that basically sums it up right there. Don't even need to talk about it. It's been a minute since I've seen this series. Is this a lot of it? I mean, the original one, of course, was like, we're stuck between these towns forever. Does this, yeah. this repeats that, basically? Well, Austin did warn us yeah. that Johto is a hell of a lot of filler, and that's exactly what we're getting here. That's what I'm thinking, is like, he claims it, and it, it's showing off. 
Like, how much filler is there going to be? Gotta have a specific episode dedicated to every Pokemon. Like, last one was Heracross. This one's Donphan. Oh, And I think they stopped doing that. They stopped doing that later on. Like, currently, like, now we don't get episodes based on every Pokemon. Like, a highlight, a showcase episode. Which, maybe it was easier back then because there was only a couple hundred Pokemon instead of over a thousand Pokemon. Uh, but let's, uh, let's dive in here. Okay, so the, like, the last episode was Heracross. Like Alex said, this episode's main feature is a Dawn fan. If we're saying that wrong, we're sorry. We had a big argument, or not argument, but a big like, <laughs> how do you say this again <laughs> before the podcast? Okay, so. can we, can I just side note one second real quick? Yes. How do you feel that we had a, like for Pokemon that have more than one stage... Like, this particular episode was Dawn fan-focused, mm-hmm. but what about... Okay, and I'm going to say this wrong. This is what we were trying to figure out. Fampy? Fanpy? Fanfy? Fanfy. Fanpy. Fan... Fanpy. Fanpy, I think. I don't know. We'll go with that. The one before Dawn fan. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the evolution <laughs> state. Yeah. Right. So why have an episode... Like, why weren't there some, some Fampies mixed in there? Why was it just Dawn fan, you know? I don't know, because uh, that lady doesn't want them. Rochelle, she doesn't want that. Gosh, she's a Dawn fan, like... She's a purist. She's biased. <laughs> yeah, no, she's purist. She doesn't want any pampies. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, where am I at? We'll start from the beginning. How about that? That's a good place That's to start. That's always a great place to start. We're going to skip over some of it, because like Alex said, we're going to Violet Town or Violet City. Uh, we're walking, and we're along a cliffside here. Because we're going to make it look dangerous. Because there's no rope bridges anymore. And we're walking along. And then we kind of feel like the ground rumble. Kind of feels like an earthquake's going on. And a boulder falls down. Almost kills our twerps like Indiana Jones. But they're able to get away from it. Team Rocket runs too from it. And, you know, they're kind of pissed too. That there's a whole bunch of shaking and rattling going on. And comes to find out. It's a Dawn fan that's making all these noises. Ooh. Super cute. I'm, you know what? I know for all the crap we just gave it. It is a super cute Pokemon. It is. A plus design. For real. I was about to say that. It's a very well designed Pokemon. And I remember growing up, everybody loved this Pokemon. Like all my friends caught it on their games. Deservedly so. Yeah, they went crazy for this Pokemon. And Ash, in fact, goes crazy for it too because he tries to catch it. But of course, Brock steps in and kind of like stops him because he's a breeder. So he deserves it. Yeah. How do we feel about this? I don't know. I don't even know how that makes sense. I don't know how that's an that's excuse has never been pulled before. You know, Ash, I'm a breeder. I feel, okay, I have some opinions, if I may. Let them be heard. We just had Ash catch a Pokemon just an episode ago. And he is the main guy. Like, when was the last time we saw, like, they're traveling around in the woods. There's, you obviously think there's an abundance of Pokemon to catch. I feel like Ash is always taking the opportunity to catch Pokemon. Like, what about Misty and Brock? Like, I actually agree with Brock on this. He should be the one to catch it. Like, Ash, first of all, you just caught one. Second of all... It is a baby-ish one. Like, it's younger because of the size of the tusk, like you said. It would probably be better in Brock's care to actually, like, raise it and not force it into a battle right away. But let other people have a turn, Ash. Like, that's my thing. You can you <laughs> could make that argument, though, that all the Pokemon would be better off in Brock's care. <laughs> the way Ash takes care of them. I mean, if I had a choice, Forcing I was a Pokemon. Yeah, if Brock threw mm-hmm. the ball and Ash threw a ball, I'm running towards Brock's. Because I know I'm going to be taken care of. At least I get good food. Yeah, he does the the um, customized Pokemon food. He, like, brushes them. He, like, reads them bedtime stories. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting beaten up and dragged along. No. You, you get to come out of your Pokeball more often. But that doesn't really happen here, though. Because Ash, you know, lets Brock have his moment. And Brock sends out Onyx. And this damn fee, or Dawn fan... Look at me messing up already. This damn fee. This damn fee. Oh my god. This damn fee is <laughs> this damn thing, honestly. <laughs> this Dom fan is really, really strong and just obliterates Onyx. Poor thing. I know. Onyx, man, you think Onyx would have more of a showing, but every time Onyx is out, like, you know, he made that staircase once and that was about it for Onyx as far as highlights go. <laughs> Oh, poor thing. It must be like, what, a level 10? I mean, honestly, it barely battles. So like, oh my God, poor Onyx. Really, really poor showing. Poor Onyx. Onyx gets destroyed. And then Ash throws out the newly caught Heracross. And they battle. And then it kind of ends like in a tie in a way. 
it actually doesn't really end at all because this is when we meet Rochelle, who uh, comes up, and of course Brock shows his true colors here and just starts hitting on her immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is when we kind of get a thing about Amberite, which was that ever in the game? Or is that part? No. Is that just that's just something here? I mean, we get like the nuggets are in the game, but that's like gold or something. I'm not really sure. Never in the game. I was just wondering if they somehow like were trying to tie it in where in the game, if you got Amberite, you could sell it or you used to be worn by royalty is what she tells us. So yeah, I guess she has like some kind of monopoly on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's still in all of it. <laughs> it's like blood honestly, diamond. Honestly, I mean, right. I mean, we do. Well, I know you'll get into this a little bit later, but honestly, I thought the storyline was going somewhere different. Like I thought it was going to be revealed that she was like the daughter of a long lost empire or something. And she was like digging to try to find like the ruins of her like ancestors because the royalty thing but i'm like maybe i'm way overthinking this because it wasn't that at all no but that sounds way cooler that's what it should have been like she's trying to regain royalty and then you could go down another plot line like with a person who rules this region is like right kind of killed her family off long ago and ascended to the throne and okay so can we go back like 20 years and like you know rewrite these johto episodes that sounds like a great story for a game too like if they would have went that route like you got to help this girl who's been dethroned yeah like a pokemon fire emblem type situation like you pick which ruling family you want to support and like the opposite one gets dethroned or something yeah i don't know yeah for sure and then you get the yeah you the decisions you make get to decide who rules and maybe you can go rogue at one point and take the throne for yourself oh Ooh, my God. intrigue and we ooh, gotta keep this to ourselves excitement if a game comes out in the next few years with that exact plot, we know where they got it from. Mm-hmm. Us. It's only been done to death a million times. <laughs> no, it's not. It's brand new. <laughs> okay. Brand new. You know, I think if they released it, they would make millions. We would make millions, just like Meowth thinks, if they were to steal the Amberite and sell it. I don't know if it's that valuable. I really don't know. Well, maybe, you know, we're in the backwoods of nowhere, so maybe like 50 bucks is like a fortune to these people. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, Team Rocket is listening in, and they actually come in when Rochelle is showing the Amberite off and having her Dom fan uh, sniff it, and they actually capture it with the bazooka. It's a bazooka thing that they learned how Ooh. to build from popular Pokemon magazine. So here we are again <laughs> encountering this magazine. And Rochelle is like, you know, I got to go get help because I got to get that Dom fan back because I don't really care if I have it, but it's able to sniff out the Amberite. So for selfish reasons, I need to get this Dom fan back or I can't collect my Amberite anymore. Do you think that's true? Do you think she actually cares about this Dom fan? I don't know. I was going to speculate like, okay, like earlier on when Brock and Ash were battling with it, you know, they think it's just a wild one. You know, they just come across. It's not, you know what? Honestly, what is up with this girl? Now that I'm thinking about this, usually when you have animals like that and they're roaming around they're tagged or something right you know maybe they have like a little tag on their ear or like a little bracelet or band or something like that to show like oh they're part of a a herd or a group or something like that they're branded it's like that they're branded fire thing right i mean even it didn't have to be like that It could be something like where you know they just had a little bracelet around it's like ear or something you know whatever we don't have any indication that this dawn fan is owned by anyone she just runs in and starts screaming at them that she's going to call the police because they're Pokemon thieves, all this. They're like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on. That's not right. And so she's like, she basically tells them, oh, all the Dawn fan in this area are my Dawn fan. You cannot have any Dawn fan. She's literally got a monopoly on Dawn fan. She has like 50 of them. What is up with this girl? Like now that you said that and I'm thinking about it, it's like, why does she need all these Dawn fans? She really is, like, running a huge, like, Monopoly ring of, like, this Amberite business. Because she says that to him later, I think, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a, she has Monopoly, and she's just taking advantage of the Dom fan's ability to dig and roll. and. Yeah, because she's the only one that can catch them, apparently. She's, like, she catches all the Dawn fans up before anyone else can, so she can be the only one to find the Amberite and the only one to sell it. Fuck Rochelle. God, I hate her now. <laughs> that actually makes it really sad that there's no Fampy. Because it's like she's taking them all and just forcing them to evolve. <laughs> she's, yeah, maybe she's the stopping the breeding some... process. This is more sinister now that we've dug deep into this. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why she got dethroned a long time ago. <laughs> she, 
my gosh. Causing all these issues. Now I have a I have a different outlook on this now, Jacob. This I do episode. too. This, this girl's is, evil. This is not good. Damn. I know, right? This is not good. Turns out in this episode, Team Wrong is actually the good guys. Trying to break into the Amberite trading game and can't do it. Separate the proportions here and make everybody have a Dom fan. She's the Amazon of Dom fan trainers. She just comes in and swoops up and runs everyone else out of business. Yep, that's basically what it is. Not big pharma, but big dong fan. What's going on here? Big dong fan. Big dong fan. <laughs> I'm switching my LVP yeah. as we speak. <laughs> no, okay. Right? This person does not deserve the goodness that happens to her this episode. Uh-uh. Because, like, unfortunately, Rochelle does win out here. Like, she goes to the Twerps for help, and, of course, Brock is first up to help her. And the only highlight of this battle, there's a big battle that takes place, but the highlight is we see Zubat. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember the last. I forgot he even had a Zubat. Honestly, what Pokemon does he even have? He's got Onix, Geodude, Zubat, Vulpix, question mark. I can't remember if he still has Vulpix or... I can't remember if he gave Vulpix away or not. Did he give it back? I can't remember. Oh, damn, we need Austin. I know. We need the tracker. I can't remember. But he has Zubat, at least, you know, and Onix, we find out. He has those two. And, yeah, basically what I said, that's just kind of like the highlight. You see him, uh, Don Fan faces off against Team Rocket. Ash helps with Heracross. And Misty joins in, too, with Poliwag. Oh, my gosh, she did, does? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, Poliwag joins in. I've highlighted some Pokemon Oops. that we just never really see. Shows how much of an impact that had on the episode, because I didn't even realize that. Whoops. Well, actually, none of those Pokemon do, because in the end, Team Rocket shows himself, and Pikachu just electrocutes them with Thunderbolt, and they blast off. And that's it. That's that's the final battle. There you go. Okay. Yep. Well. The only thing that really comes out of this battle is a rock falls as like the thunderbolt crashed around the canyon and a huge pile of amberite appears, making Rochelle even richer. <laughs> you know, and of course that's what happens. The only thing Ash doesn't want part of the money. Rochelle does kind of offer him some money from the amberite, but Ash wants no part of it. He says, "I'm rich enough because of friendship." And I just want to battle you. Oh my you. gosh. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> That's exactly it. And, but Ash battles Rochelle and gets whooped. And Ash realizes, again, that he needs some training. Wait, he gets whooped. Yeah, he gets whooped. Did I say he gets wrong whooped. person? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She beats him. Yeah, she beats Ash to a pulp. And yeah. Ash is like, I need to go train. And that's pretty much roll on in Pokemon. Like I said, there's not a lot that happens here. But we do meet some new people. We get a Dawn fan. But the plot stays true to Pokemon. And I am trying to figure out what episodes are next. Like, who we who we see next. Do you want to do our MVP first? Yeah, go ahead okay. and do that. You start, and I'll look this up. I need a quote again. So I'm, <laughs> I bet you still back. Oh, you need another quote? Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Did I only have the one? I didn't get, oh my God, I didn't I get one. I only had one. I didn't get one for any of these episodes. Because I'm like, ah. Oh, shit. I think I only just have the one. We'll share Jacob. it. We'll share it. We have a shared quote for this episode. Okay, yeah. Well, like, let's just do the shared quote. I'll okay, my, here we go. My MVP, I'm going to give it to um, Heracross for kind of being new to the group, but just battling really strong. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Rochelle, of course, for just having this monopoly on the Dawn <laughs> fan. We don't know what's been going on here. Obviously, there's some sort of situation where she controls them all. And is taking all this amberite for herself. Something's going on here. We don't find out, but we're skeptical. All right. So before we do the shared quote, let's see. LVP. I was going to give it to Rochelle, but I feel bad. Okay, this is horrible. I feel bad for even saying this, but I have to give it to Onyx, oh. which I never thought I would say in my life. I know. But... It was, oh, it was really poor showing. It lost terribly both times it came out of its Pokeball, once to the Dawn fan, and then it actually lost to, like, Team Rocket. So I was like, whoa, whoa, Onyx, what is happening here? I can't believe you lost to Team Rocket. That really sealed the deal for me. I was like, ooh. All these Pokemon are getting killed left and right. See, that's kind of the thing. They, they you can have, like, it's like Pikachu, right? Like, Pikachu can win against, like, a super strong Pokemon, but then... You know, plot dictates that, oh, it's got to lose to the level five Snivy, you know, mm -hmm. like never forget that infamous incident. It's just how plot dictates, right? Mm -hmm. Like Rochelle had to be the one to win with the Dawn fan, you know, all this bullshit. Poor Onyx. It, they really did it dirty. Unfortunately, got to give it to LVP. MVP, I'm going to give it to, God, you said Heracross, right? Yeah. 
I'm going to give it to Zubat oh. for showing up that one time. <laughs> Super cute. Even though it also had a bad showing because it couldn't find the Dawn fan with its supersonic because of all the trees and all that stuff. So, But it tried its best, goddammit. All right, so go ahead. You want to do the shared quote? Yeah, yeah. Our quote for this episode comes from Jesse and Team Rocket. And Jesse starts off by saying, The Rolling Stones missed us. Then James replies, I hate rocks that roll. The Mayoth finishes off with saying, I wouldn't mind if it was soft rock. Ha ha. Pretty good. That was cute. Oh, four kids. Thought it was clever. I know. God, every single time we get these zingers like that, I'm like, better savor it while it lasts because we're not going to have that forever. But what we do have is more Pokemon. More Pokemon. Next episodes. What's up next week? All right, I'll, I'll read them off. If I'm right, which I'm not, and Austin may come in with a different plan for next week, but as it is, we're leaderless and directionless. So the next two episodes that are up next are Illusion Confusion and Flower Power. So we may be doing those next week if Austin doesn't have another plan for us. So stay tuned. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I think that's it. But then again, we don't know. So Austin may come out of left field. It's going to be those or something else. So just stay tuned and be surprised. <laughs> like us, we'll be surprised. That's right. We just do it live. All right. I'm going to go ahead and close this out here unless you have anything else to say, Alex. No, I think overall those were cute episodes. Really appreciate seeing Don Fan and Hair Cross finally. Sorry that Austin couldn't be here to talk about his favorites. But like we said, I'm sure he'll have thoughts for us next time. We'll, ask, we'll grill Austin next time. What would you think? We'll see if he actually watched the episodes. I'm sure he will. I don't think he'd miss out on those, too, if any of them. Nah, he wouldn't. So we got a couple episodes next week, and Austin's thoughts, and he'll probably tell us about his vacation, too, so that'd be fun to hear about. Mm -hmm. So you got that to look forward to, and of course, here at Out of the Drawing Pan, we'd just like to say thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drying Pan. Again, the handle is Out of Drying Pan. And join us next time as the journey continues.